G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A conversation coming over this next hour about renewing a desire for sharing the gospel. There's a very significant Bible scripture to draw attention to too, which is a little bit all-encompassing. It's applicable in every culture, in every age, and it's about the whole gospel, proclaiming salvation and making disciples. And it's about the way we share these things with others. Paul wrote to Timothy, and he said, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Out of 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. And so a conversation today about the gospel in Australia and how to renew a passionate desire to share the gospel. Now, that might be something you can talk about individually or something you can talk about in the context of your friendship group. How do you pass these things on to others? Is it contagious? Well, we're back with Australia's best-known and most-loved evangelist, Bill Newman, who is just back from stadium outreaches in Nepal. He's also about to get on a plane to Tasmania this week, and he's conducting academies of evangelism around the nation. Bill Newman, a special welcome back to 2020. Well, Neil, it's great to be with you on 2020 today. We're going to be talking about a desire, a Mm -hmm. passion, Yep. And uh, for anyone who's known you for a, a little while, I've known you for a long time, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've never lost that passion. Some might be saying, oh, that's Bill Newman. He's a professional, passionate evangelist because, you know, this is what you do. This is what yeah. you're called to do. Yeah. And some people, some of us, uh, we sort of, we go in and out. Uh, sometimes we're on the mountaintop. Sometimes we're in the valley. Keeping a passion for the gospel. Give us your thoughts here about that, Bill. Well, the passion for the gospel comes from your passion for Jesus. Hmm. Uh, we were driving down this morning and uh, listening to that beautiful song. It just, just melted my heart. You know, the only scars in heaven are in the hands of uh, the one who holds you tight. And I thought, man, that's so so good because the only scars in heaven, the only man-made thing in heaven, it will be the marks in the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's going to forever remind us. You know, Neil, I was sitting in it my chair one day and uh, looking at, you know, just in my shorts and I looked down at my bare feet as I was watching the news on telly and I thought, Lord, they must have been so painful when they put those nails through your hands and through your feet. That's where the passion comes from. You've got to get back to the heart and that love for the Lord Jesus. And and when you've got that love for him, you hear those words ringing in ears, go, 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 go into all the world and preach the gospel. So that's what we've got to be doing. And I guess that starts too in those moments you intentionally make mm-hmm. in your life. Now, for some people, this is daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, this is multiple times in the day. But it's those times when you do set aside, whether you're reading the Bible or just taking some time to reflect and pray, those sorts of times, do they increase? Do they empower this passion? 
Well, I, I think what we've got to develop today is a, an evangelistic lifestyle. This is so that crucial, no, not just a learning about a, a set way because, you know, we've, we've got to realize that every moment, every person that you come in contact, just be thinking of them as someone that we need to share the Lord Jesus Christ with. Now, we can do that in so many ways, as we all know, but we've got to develop this uh, evangelistic lifestyle. I think that's so important today, and we've got to really, really work hard at that constantly in our lives. And we've got to see people the way that God sees them. I think of our Lord Jesus Christ looking out over Jerusalem and weeping and crying. And that's what we've got to do, see people as God sees them. And then uh, we also say we must give God obedience and not just excuses because he's asked us to go into all the world. Let's not give excuses. Let's give him obedience. And then too, we must be people who pray. Neil, you and I came to Christ before somebody, because somebody prayed for you and somebody prayed for me. In fact, there was a whole group of young people in the car outside the chapel as I was giving my life to Christ. They were praying through for me. And that's what we've got to do. Really pray for people that don't know Jesus Christ, but we've got to make contact with them. You know, we've got to have be tactful, but we've got to make contact with them as well. We've got to build bridges, but we've got to cross those bridges as well. And then we've got to get rid of this fear factor. You know, we're afraid of what people might think about it. What say? No, no, no. Get rid of the fear factor. And then, too, we must learn how to share Jesus Christ, how to do that practically and effectively in our lives. I'm just picturing, too, uh, times when I've thought, oh, it's another evangelist message. Mm. It's not me who needs to hear this because I've already given my heart to Christ. But there is a sense here, Bill, mm-hmm. that when we have heard an evangelistic presentation, a proclamation of the gospel, we need to remain excited about that yeah. because every time we do hear that, that's actually fueling our own passion. Any thoughts here? Because, uh, you know, sometimes people have a little bit of a reaction. Oh, it's another evangelistic message. What I was really wanting was a deep teaching message. But actually, <laughs> the contagiousness of being a part of what happens and the celebration of what the fruit that comes yeah. when somebody decides to give their heart to the Lord because there's been a proclamation and, a, and an altar call, a call to yeah. give your heart to God. Never lose your love for the gospel. Never lose that love, you know, because that's the message that Australia desperately needs today. I mean, worldwide, we are seeing incredible things. I wish I could scoop people up with me and just take them where I've been in uh, in uh, Nepal and uh, we've, we go into other parts of the world and to see just thousands of people. It, there's a revival in Indonesia, I think about 11 million Christians in Indonesia, all around the world. People are coming to Christ. But, Neil, if ever there was a time when we've got to get on with the gospel of Jesus Christ in Australia, it's now. Let's do it now. I think we've... uh all of our church services, and we're, you know, sharing here. Uh, uh, they're going, what do we call them? Streaming out, you know. Yeah. And I'm technophobic, you know. <laughs> but we're streaming out yeah. all these services everywhere. Look, at the end of that service, give a little gospel shot. You know, just don't teach, 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 you know. <clears throat> we're te- a teach is important. We've got to teach that. But we've got to be training people as well in sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But give that little gospel shot all the time and always be, a, be ready to, to share something about the gospel. You mentioned Nepal and, uh, you know, some of us might be imagining you, uh, you know, climbing Mount Everest. But uh, I know that's not necessarily the case. But uh, you're in Nepal and you've only just got back from Nepal. You've had some 
huge gatherings there. Give us a little insight into how things went for you. Well, actually, they weren't huge because we just we were getting the. You've got to come into the radar screen under the radar in Nepal because right, okay. you know you can't. Uh, but we we got the church leaders together, and it's so exciting. What do we got? Some facts here. Over half a million believers now, according to Operation World, half a million believers now in Nepal. So things are really going well. And uh, it was just a thrill to see just their passion. Again, this is this passion to reach out. We've got it so easy. We're sort of cruising along here in Australia today. I love this uh, little quote, and it's, uh, it's by um, a great man, uh, F.B. Meyer. And he said this one time, if there's one thing that breaks the heart of God, it's the indifference, not the world's iniquity, but it's the indifference of the church. And when you see these pastors and their passion to reach their nation for the Lord Jesus Christ, it was a real privilege to be there and to share with them. But uh, <clears throat> just on the Mount Everest thing, <laughs> you know, yep. uh, the, the man that I was with there, he says, Bill, I want to shout you on a little joy flight. <laughs> right. I said, yep, sure. <laughs> I said, where? He said, we're going to see Mount Everest. <laughs> so we got on this little plane with some other people and we flew. You can't get too close. But as you come up through the clouds, there in front of us was Mount Everest. And uh, it was just melting our hearts to see. And you see all of the, uh, the other mountains of the Himalayas all around us. And uh, there's Mount Everest right in front of us. And I thought, uh, well, you know, what a joy. You know, the earth is the footstool of God, you know. And to just see all these glorious uh, uh, mountains all around us. What an experience. You've <laughs> seen the summit of Mount Everest, uh, even though you didn't have to climb it. Uh, that's that's the thing you can, can do with a joy flight. I can check that off the bucket list now. <laughs> yes. and I can get onto something Well else. done. Hey, you know, I'm just reflecting years ago. I remember talking to a pastor from Nepal, mm-hmm. and, and they were saying... It's amazing the way the gospel grows churches mm. because people are searching for answers. Yep. And uh, he was saying that it's even miracles, answered prayers that happen yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually grows the church because people are looking for solutions. They're looking for healing. They're looking for you know some way of going through their problems. Uh, yeah. They're going to their own uh, shamans and uh, people of uh, different religious uh, persuasion. Yeah. Uh, they're not getting the answers. Yeah. They're discovering that there's Christians who are praying for them and miraculous things happen. The church has been growing on miracles. Yeah. Is that something you can reflect on? Well, I sure, certainly can because you see it everywhere. You know, um, even, even God is not restricted, even in the Ukraine right now. And, you know, those places where we're seeing on the news every night, Zaborosia, Donetsk, Lugansk, we had big meetings in those places. Thousands upon thousands of people came to the meetings. We had glorious uh, uh, responses to the to the gospel. What a thrill that was, Neil! But today, you know what's happening is they're fleeing into Poland and other places, and Christians are there. They weren't ready to receive them, and many are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is not restricted. But we've got to get back to proclaiming the gospel here in our nation today. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson, a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. We're talking about renewing a passion for 
sharing your faith with others, a passion for sharing the gospel. 1-800-316-316. Our special guest is Australia's best known and most loved evangelist, Bill Newman, who is about to get on a plane and head to Tasmania this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be in Tassie and no doubt uh, you'll be standing up in front of crowds. People will invite their friends. Uh, you'll make a proclamation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. People will come forward and they'll give their hearts to Christ. And along with that, you've got one of these academies of evangelism going on as well. So, uh, you know, give us your impressions about what you're about to unleash on Tasmania. Well, firstly, pray for us on uh, next Friday night. We're going to a little town called Sheffield. Uh, It's just off the northwest coast and a beautiful, beautiful place. Tassie's the best kept secret in Australia. It really is. Lovely state. Those listening to us now, be proud of Tasmania. It's fantastic. (laughs) We just love going there. And we've got so many good friends there in Tasmania. But there's a special men's night coming up. And, uh, you know, we're, I think they bring in pizzas from, you know, piles of pizzas. They stagger in with all these uh, pizzas. And, and all the men love the pizzas, but then we have a great time. Hundreds of guys come, and it really is an exciting time. So that's next Friday night, and we're going to meet with some friends in Devonport on Saturday night. But Sunday night is the big night. We're going back to uh, to Launceston. It's not Launceston, it's Launceston. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a great time there. And uh, it's in the, the big Gateway Baptist Church there, a huge church. And we're going to have top music. I've got Pat Morgan coming. Darren Brown will be with us. And uh, Stephen Atkins, he's going to be coming along. Fabulous music. Uh, but then we're going to be sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. W- will Graham, of course, had a great time in, in Hobart and again in Launceston. And uh, it's just a follow-up rally from that because the the Christians, the churches in Launceston are really uh, getting fired up. And uh, I'm praying that we're going to see a spark ignited here that's going to sweep around throughout the whole of Tasmania and I hope beyond. Now, I don't have to ask you about the value of having the guest evangelist come and a mass <laughs> gathering. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you pull down your denominational barriers and yeah. everybody gets together because yeah. uh, yeah. you're going to invite your friends and family to come and hear the gospel. Uh, There's all sorts of other ways. Sometimes we're told, uh, you know, uh, go outside and, you know, lead people to Christ on your own. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's different ways. Or isn't it the responsibility of your local church for your pastor? As you say, you know, add that little bit on the end of each teaching message uh, so that there's an evangelistic opportunity. The way you do things, Bill, this yep. is not old hat. This is still very, very relevant. This is the way you can bring a friend and expose them to the gospel and have that altar call and have them respond. This sort of stuff's happening for you in Australia on mass still. Well, see, people get all hung up about this. They say, no, this is the only way. You've got to do it this way. Look, I say, be yourself. Be yourself when you're sharing the gospel. Uh, There's so many ways to do it. Some people do it with apologetics, giving good reason. Some do it by serving. They're they're great just caring for people and that sort of thing. Uh, Some can use their testimony, what Christ has done, uh, and change their life. Find out your particular way where you're best suited uh, to share the gospel. Um, th- there's a great book out on this at the moment called, uh, you know, uh, Effective Faith and Sharing Your Faith at the Moment, uh, just spreading the gospel everywhere. But d- find out who you are, your personality, and find out the best way that you can use, according to your personality, how you can share Jesus Christ. That's the key. 
But ultimately, it's got to come back to you've got to know the simple essence of the gospel. Uh, There's a lot of quasi thinking about what the gospel is today, but find out what the gospel is. And Neil, that's what really got us passionate about developing this Academy for Evangelism. And we've got it on our website now. Uh, Go to our website, bnm.org.au. That's billionmanministries.org.au. And uh, go there because we'll teach you. We'll teach you how to share your faith, how to build bridges into people's lives, how to cross those bridges. We'll teach you how to simply take the Word of God using four verses and leading questions, how that you can lead someone to Christ. Or you can take uh, uh, <clears throat> just a simple verse from the Scriptures, uh, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That one verse Instead of hopping around different verses, just go to that one verse and we'll teach you how you can use that one verse to lead someone right through to the Lord Jesus Christ. But look, go to our Academy for Evangelism. It's all there and people can really develop. And that's what we've got to do. We're big on teaching today and that's important. But we're not big enough on training. Uh, The cults train, but we don't train ourselves. And we've got to do that every other phase in life whether it's radio or engineering or whatever, we train, train, train. We've got to train ourselves. That's what the Lord did. He trained those disciples, poured himself into the lives of those men, and and then he sent them out to to change the world. Now, look, go to our Academy for Evangelism, uh, .org.au, and you're going to really see some of those great keys. That's my passion right at the moment. And then we're taking it on the road as well. So I'll be at Cleveland Baptist in uh, you know a couple of weeks' time, and we're going to have a great time down there too. So uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to seeing what God's going to do through this training. Perhaps a sign of a renewed desire for sharing the gospel is going to be in your passion to do something about training, and whether it's going along to your academy of evangelism, yeah. and uh, we'll encourage people to do that, but or pick up a book that you might already have on your bookshelf, yeah. and uh, you bought it at a time when you're excited and you didn't quite get into it, but drag it off, off the bookshelf now and start to read. Hey, let's take a call or two, and uh, not too far out from news, let's take a call from Wayne in Mackay. Hello, Wayne, welcome along. Hey, how are you, buddy? Good, Wayne. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Mate, um, my desire is to tell as many people as I can about the Lord, but it all starts that I've learned, that I believe God's taught me, in having that relationship with the Lord, getting into his word and knowing the scriptures and reminding God of the scriptures. Like, I have received power from an high. I am your witness in all Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and right throughout the nations. And I ask the Lord each day, it's a priority for me to use me. And now, in my workplace, I'm just working with one person that I believe that God's got me with. And uh, to a lot of people, he's a hard nut, nut to crack, but I don't look at it that way. I look, okay, Lord, this is just not about me and my job. It's about this person who you've placed me with, and you're wanting me to tell him all about you. And... Um, I just got, I've been with this bloke now since June this year, and it's been fraction by fraction, not grade in. And that's just the way it's got to be with this bloke because. Wayne, I'll cut in because I want to get a quick comment from Bill, but uh, it is oftentimes incremental, fraction by fraction, as Wayne says. 
it's not always an instant uh, someone coming in a conversion experience, but very quickly, your thoughts for Wayne? John uh, Hudson Taylor, the great missionary to China. Before he went out there, he was a doctor, of course, and he used to go around the slum districts where, where he was living. And, and uh, he'll, you know, go in there with his meds and everything. There was a real hard nut to crack, Wayne. And uh, he, he just, you know, tried to, but every time he'd sort of share the gospel at the end of just uh, helping this guy, putting bandages and giving him medicine. Uh, but the guy wasn't interested, wasn't interested. And uh, But every time he went, he just shared, can I just share with you what Jesus has done? And uh, no, and he just looked to the wall. He did that for time and again until finally Hudson Taylor says, oh, I'm giving up on this guy. I'm going to, you know, walk out. And uh, and the guy says, hey, wait a minute, you haven't spoken to me about it. <laughs> he says, look, and he, he came back with tears in his eyes. And uh, he had the joy of leading that man to the Lord. I think of uh, William Booth one time, they were having it tough out in an area. He said, try tears, try tears. And that's what we've got to do. If we're serious about winning people to Christ, pray and ask God to bring them to the Lord. Wayne, keep doing it, man. That's what it's all about. Uh, there was a message that came uh, via someone who didn't want to go to air. His name is Grant, and he seems to me to have had a real antennae up uh, for recognizing good and evil, and even when applying that into the way evangelism happens, he'd been concerned that not every ministry around the place seems to have a biblical foundation, uh, and some that seem to be a little bit more like a cult. Uh, I wonder, Bill, have you got any thoughts here for Grant and for others who might be wondering about people who share the gospel, making sure they've got things right? Well, let's get back to the simple essence of the gospel because, um, Neil, there's a lot of false gospels around today. Uh, and and uh, Grant is really super sensitive to, to what's going on. I really appreciated that. But uh, there, there's, let me give you some of them. There's the permissive grace gospel. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done or what you, how you're living. You can live with somebody. Uh, there's this permissive grace gospel. Grace covers it all. And then there's the social justice gospel where we're thinking of all the social issues and we need need to be involved with that, of course, but it's it's not just getting away from the simple essence of the gospel. There's new age spirituality. There's the uh, sexual preference gospel today. There's the interfaith dialogue that we're seeing today, and uh, they're developing that as well. But uh, where are we in the church, and where should we be heading? Let me give you a few of my own thoughts towards this, and uh, we've got to get back to people, not just buildings. People, not just buildings. The church is the key. And then to community, not just crowds, because that's what the young people want today. In Iran, they're seeing just thousands of young people coming to the Lord Jesus Christ right now. So it's community, not just crowds. And then to training, not just telling. So we've got to be training ourselves, training, training, training. Develop your people skills as to how to share the Lord Jesus Christ too. And then two, prayer, not just programs. We're just, uh, we've got to get back to the, prayer is the key. If we want to break this nation, we've got to really start praying for this nation. I've been to nations and they are passionate about praying. Hard truths, not just positive suggestions. Let's get back to the hard truths of the Bible. That's what we need today. And then two, churches that reach out, not just within. Uh, that's the whole idea. Yes, we come together to get strengthened, so, but then we to go out with that strength that we receive on Sunday. And then to all about Christ, 
and not just the preacher. Let's get back to the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said before, fall in love with Jesus again and again and again. Well, we've got Bill fired up here. That's fabulous. (laughs) Just to pick up on another dimension that the caller uh, suggested uh, during the time while the news was on, his name was Grant, He was saying that there's a need for what you'd call power evangelism. Uh, You know, there is a thought, and uh, it's quite relevant, uh, words of knowledge, uh, where the presence of God is manifested, even, you know, while you're on the street or in that conversation. It might be over coffee. There's a, a powerful thing that's happening. Sometimes people will say, you know, it's like a deliverance happens or something happens in the heart. Your thoughts here, Bill, for the thought of power evangelism. Well, some Christians have this, and and uh, I remember one uh, old preacher that I knew years ago. He'd be speaking to a person, and he said, "Now your problem is this, isn't it?" And 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 they would drop their heads and say, "Yes, well, that's right," because they've got that 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 sensitivity in their hearts, this word that comes from God, that rema word we call it, that uh, they really know it's it's like a, a like a dagger. That can you know that's that rema word that gets into the people's hearts. So I you know and I've seen God work. I mean we just preach the simply preach the gospel, but people in the in the meetings are coming and they're they're being healed. God's not restricted, but there are people that have got certain gifts and and certain gifts of, of prayer. Sometimes I've got one guy uh, while I'm preaching, he just goes out into another room and he starts praying. And uh, I went to one particular place, and it was like hitting a brick wall. He said, Bill, tonight, I'm just going to pray. He went out in this back room, and we had an avalanche of people that night that came to Christ. So, you know, that sensitivity to know what God is saying, and and they've got – not everybody's got that. And as I said before, you know, God's not a cookie-cutting God. He, he's, you know, we're all different, and find out the best way that God wants you to share the gospel and, and, and work on those skills. Is it fair enough to say, and I don't want to oversimplify this, but the actual sharing or the proclamation of the gospel, this is where God brings whatever signs and wonders that might accompany the preaching, but it starts with just being prepared to be the one who proclaims this message. Mm-hmm. Uh, God can do all sorts of things, and he does uh, amazing things, but our responsibility in the first instance, is to actually just be able to share this wonderful message of God's grace and the gospel. Well, get back to the simple essence of the gospel. We produce tracks. I think Vision Radio uses a lot of our tracks as well. Go over the simple points of the gospel, how that Christ died, he was buried, he rose again uh, from the dead, he's living today and willing to come into our lives as we receive him by faith, as we give our lives to him. The simple essence of the gospel. Get some verses around that that you can just quote off by heart. Get to know the simple essence of the gospel. That's the first thing. Well, everybody, every one of us should know how to do that. But then blend that in. Uh, you know. And as we were saying before, evangelism is a lifestyle. Be, be friends. That's friendship building, like, um, like Wayne was talking about a little while ago. And then selfless serving. Look, there's people in your street. Maybe they're going through, they've lost a, take a cake to them. Uh, Look around, someone's sick, uh, take a meal to them. Selfless serving. Look around all the time. There's a lot of hurting people. And then story uh, sharing. Start to develop your own story and how you're going to present that story. Look, you know, I was years ago, I was so lonely, I was depressed, I was down, but Christ changed my life. 
make sure that you can share just in a, in a second how did Christ has, uh, you know, changed your life. And then reason giving. You know, <laughs> the Bible is built on solid evidence. Christianity is built on solid evidence. Christ is alive. There is a God in heaven. He created the whole world. You know, start giving some good apologetic reasons for the hope that is within us. But then to truth-telling. Make sure that you understand what the simple essence of the gospel really is so that you can tell the truth in, in, in an instant to anybody that asks you. I think this is the sort of stuff you start to hear when you're doing one of these academies of evangelism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and lots more. <laughs> it's a little tester of the waters today. Yep. And 1-800-316-316 to join our conversation. Let's take another call, Bill. Carly is in Burpengary in Queensland. Hi, Carly. Hello, guys. How are you going? Very good. What are your thoughts? Uh, so, yeah, I um, rang yesterday and I was saying I'm a new believer. It's been about a year. Um, I wasn't raised Christian. I didn't even know about God. I was just living my life. So I was 27 and I was saved. The moment that I heard God, and it was through little bits and pieces, but it was really a, a church service that I listened to the message straight as it was, I gave up everything and gave my life to Jesus. So... Um, it was new age stuff that I was into, like idolizing crystals and doing Reiki healing and stuff like that. And the moment that I heard Jesus, I just let it all go. And I was like, sorry, God, that I wronged you and I didn't know about you. And yeah, gave my life to Jesus. Wonderful stuff, Carly. Bill, your thoughts? It was worth coming this morning just to hear that story, I tell you. Carly, that is so thrilling. And see, that's what it's like. It, it's, uh, you know, oftentimes we have to hear the message uh, a few times before the penny really dropped. But then, you see, you mm-hmm. went to a, a meeting, and it, it's the, the, pre- the, the, the preaching of the gospel, simple uh, preaching of the gospel. And that's the thing that drew you right through the Lord Jesus Christ. Two things, prayer, somebody's been praying for you, and then to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit worked in your heart and life, in mine and Neil's life, to bring us to the Lord Jesus Christ. What a thrill. Carly, keep on keeping on. Keep on going on for the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, sweetie. We're just so thrilled. Carly, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let's take another call. Rohan is on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hi, Rohan. Welcome. Hi. Uh Great talk. I just I, I I love this conversation. Just the call up before. It's so great to see someone coming into Christ, knowing about Christ. My question uh, about evangelism is not how you do it, but it's more like a personal question. And uh, I, I read about Billy Graham quite a lot, and and one of the key factors he said that kind of affected him is his family time, spending time with their family while doing evangelism. So my question would be, how do you kind of when do you gauge uh, that, you know, you're missing out on family time and how do you keep that balance between doing evangelism and, you know, running your own family and making sure your family is healthy? <laughs> All right. Bill. Well, yeah. Rowan, that's a fabulous question, and it's the constant tension. It doesn't matter whether we're doing evangelism or whatever we're doing. Uh, you know, it, 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 we've got to work on the family because that's where you're going to have the 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 base to go out and share Christ. You know, when the boys were growing up, I've got two boys. You know, I used to spank them, and now they're big. Now they spank me, so I've got to be very polite to them these days. But uh, you know, the, the, it, it, Dot used to say to them, "Isn't it wonderful?" that dad can go out and tell people about Jesus. 
kept it positive, and that's what you've got to agree with with your wife. Look, sweetie, uh, you know, I'd love to be, but I just want to go and, uh, you know, take this opportunity uh, to take this person for a cup of coffee and hopefully open the door to share Christ with them. Get, start working together as a team, and uh, but just watch those kids. That's all important. Uh, I remember when my one of my boys was getting away from the Lord one time, I'd walk the park, uh, in the park at night, just praying, praying, praying. And uh, thankfully, he came right through to Christ and is a wonderful uh, servant of the Lord today. But, you know, it, it's so important. Work on the family. And it's a, it'll be a tension, Ron, and you'll have to work that out amongst you and your wife. And uh, I know that God will, will guide you and bless you as you do so. Hey, Rowan, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 to join our conversation. Just uh, before we move on from the sorts of things that Rohan was sharing there, um, Bill, you this is what you do. This is your vocation. This is your <laughs> yeah. ministry, uh, yeah. sharing the gospel and negotiating those things with your own family. Ordinary me immortals like the rest of us have a day job and uh, we've got our church responsibilities and squeezing in these extra things. If you become passionate about the gospel and mm-hmm. uh, you're either on the street or you're online or you're doing whatever you do to share the gospel, you've got to squeeze that into all the other things. But you can't necessarily let your family fall by the wayside. You've no. got to be able to juggle all of those things, haven't you? You certainly do. And uh, talking about Billy Graham earlier on, I mean, Billy and Ruth had a lot of problems with their family, you know, because Billy was away so often and Ruth raised the kids and did a marvellous job. But that was always the struggle in his life too and he wished he could have spent more time with his family. So there is that tension all the time and we've got to really watch that. We've got to love our wives. We've got to love our families and uh, ask God to do that all the time. But, um, you know, spend that time with God every day too, you know, so there's, there's this constant tension, but work on your priorities. And maybe there's some things that you don't really need to do. There's always little snippets of time that we can really find where we can share Christ. But then just be prepared to give a hope, a reason for the hope that's within us with everybody that we meet. And discerning the season of your life mm. is going to be important here because you might be passionate as an evangelist. And then yeah. you have a family and uh, yeah. young children. And there yeah. might be a season where you have to pull back and then a new season will come where you are just released into all of your opportunity. Uh, Seasons, Bill? Exactly. Well, we heard that testimony earlier in the program today, the program before 2020, about uh, how that this couple, you know, they raised their family and then they were more released in time then because their family was off their hands. They could get out and do other things. So playing around that as well. You know, we're so obsessed with, you know, just getting the stuff together today. You know, uh, stuff doesn't matter. You know, we're so, so uh, crazy about, you know, getting everything in the house together and getting the, the best house and the best furniture. But, you know, a lot of that stuff we can just, you know, live simply. I think that's the that's the call for us today as believers. Instead of being a slave to all this stuff, there's a lot of time we could find. Used to be a ministry around years ago. It's not operating at the moment, I don't think. It was called Second Wind. And oh, yeah. uh, for people who'd, you know, achieved a lot of good things in their life, yeah. uh, kids had all grown up, left home, uh, had a real window of opportunity to do something different. And yeah. uh, people choosing not just to sit on a beach and sip on a cocktail, yeah, yeah. Uh, but to actually become involved in mission work and evangelism, those sorts of things. Some listeners might be relating to that. Let's take another call. James is in Kyabram in Victoria. Hi, James. Welcome. Hi, Neil. Hi, Bill. Hi, James. Um, so, 
I'm glad to have a chance to just encourage you to, Bill. I was watching you on God TV the other day, and I wanted to just say, gosh, I enjoy your gospel. Um, but uh, the thing that I've got on my mind at the moment is, this is from a paraphrase version, and it says, may your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvellous love. And, and this is something that God's been talking to me about, about how the rocky ground, you know, has the stones in it. And sometimes we need to ask God, take those stones out, Lord. I'm going to meet people and they're going to have stones in their soil because they haven't been in the good soil. But to have that passion, you know, God told me to go down to the skate park the other day and share with some young kids. And that I'm still dealing with some of those stones. It, 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 I've, I've come out of a life of pain and abuse in different ways that, you know, not everybody would uh, probably relate to. But I know that those stones are going to hinder me from being in the most perfect soil, in that marvellous love of God. And I know that that exudes out of your life. And Neil's tried to help me to get on the streets with different groups. And I just praise God that he's showing me this truth, that things can hinder us from really reaching out with that marvellous love because it's restricting our growth. It's restricting me. And God can take them out. God can take out the bad sections of soil from the past abuse and pain and allow us to love people more fully. And I'm praising God for that, Bill, and I'm praising God for him and Neil and the Vision Radio for the, their efforts to encourage us too. Good on you, James. Bill, your thoughts for James? Well, that's a double blessing that I've had today with Kylie, with James, <laughs> yeah. and to hear these stories of how Jesus Christ is in the life-changing business. And uh, let's see the power of the gospel to change people's lives. You know, get rid of the fear factor in our lives. You know, God has not given us the, the spirit of fear. And we, we've got to be moving out with his power in our life and uh, get rid of the self thing. You know, we're worried about what people think of us. No, get rid of that. It's not us. It's Christ. Lift him up and people will be drawn to him. James, thank you so much for your call. And I think we'll put a line under calls now. We won't take any more calls. I want to raise something which I think is important. And I feel like I might be throwing a bucket of cold water on all this wonderful stuff that we've been talking (laughs) about. Uh, But, you know, most listeners will be aware of something that happened in Victoria last week with the Essendon Football Club. And uh, this is quite a significant earthquake when it comes to Christians and the way we feel about our faith. So there's this balance of all this fire and a little bit of wisdom in here, Bill, because sometimes we talk about uh, winsomely sharing our faith, Uh, you know, casting uh, our troubles to the wind and without any abandon, getting out there and uh, and being a proclaimer of the gospel. There's got to be a little bit of a balance here too. Uh, words come to mind, Jesus, when he sent the disciples out. He said, I'm sending out, out as sheep among wolves, therefore, therefore be as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves. Mm. Some thoughts here from you, Bill, because uh, winsomely sharing your faith mm. perhaps needs to be passionate, Cautious. <laughs> Let me. Can't I'm, agree I'm, with I'm, you more. Look, I you, well, you know, when I go into different situations, I've got to be, you know, very, very discerning, and I can't say. Especially if I go into different cultures, you know, you've got to know, you know, where people are at and, and not what to say and what not to say. And uh, you know, I think of Louis Palau when he was going to the east side of. The, they wanted to bring him in on the hot issues. He says, "No, we're the good news guys. That's why we're coming in." Didn't get embroiled in that. But look, this is serious. Uh, you know, uh, and I think. 
you know, if you're a, is, look at the guys in Manly, you know, and and they're thrown out of the team. Uh, as, as believers, we've got to see this. This is the drift of where we're going to. This is becoming a secular walk society, and we're, they're pushing God out of everything. And I think this is this is the time to stand up. We're meek, but not weak. And I think we've got to be strong in our in our stand. And I'm so grateful that the Presbyterian Church has sent a, a letter. Uh, and and I think uh, the the Archbishop in Hobart, wonderful man of God, and he's written a letter of protest as well. Uh, and I think we've got to really stand up against this and say, now listen, there's a line in the sand, and uh, we we are not going to allow you to to cross this. And so uh, let's stand up. But it, you can see the way it's drifting, and that's why Neil, I know that we. We come across passionately, but look, this is serious. Our nation's going to hell in a basket. And that's why the only answer, the only answer is the gospel. It really is, and we've got to get back to that love for the gospel, but to preach it with great wisdom. You know, just reflecting back to one of our callers, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, I think it was Carly. Uh, you know, she'd come to Christ and she'd been dabbling in a few different, uh, I think she said she was, you know, some new age or some spirituality oh, yeah. there, uh, but was not afraid to just let that go when she was exposed to a proclamation of the message of Christ and yeah. of salvation. Yeah. There's a sense, isn't there, we've got diminishing numbers of people who will tick the right box and say, I'm Christian. They're yeah. saying, no, I'm a nun. I've got no <laughs> religion. It doesn't mean they're not spiritual. They're actually pursuing some other spiritualities. They're swapping the foundation of Christian faith for all sorts of things that we might even classify as superstitious or uh, weird spiritualities. Mm. So just like Carly, when you share your faith into that circumstance, when people hear the truth, uh, they can let all of that go. That's something that should inspire us, Bill. Well, when you fall in love with Christ, you know, you don't want to see anything else. Now I've got freedom and he's making a a difference in my life. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are chained up with this thing. But don't let that defaze you. Because as they're going, you see there's a hunger in their hearts. They're seeking. And we've got to make sure that we share the gospel of Christ with them. They are seeking and love them and try and win them to Christ. Well, Bill, time has run out, <laughs> and uh, I will point people to bnm.org.au. Yes, yes. BNM is, that's short for Bill Newman Ministries, yep. bnm.org.au. Uh, you might take advantage of all sorts of uh, opportunities on that site. I note there's uh, there's books and free books and all yeah. sorts of good <laughs> things that people can access. Things, yes. but, uh, but check out the Academies of Evangelism. Also check out any dates that are coming up. And if you're in Tasmania, you might like to, wherever you are in Tassie, it's not even too far to go and just be a part yeah. of an incredible outreach that's going to be happening there this weekend. Bill's about to get on a plane to Tassie. Uh, so bnm.org.au. Bill, uh, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Well, it's just great to be with you, Neil. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.